right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode. And today, we were talking just before the call, and I want to ask you a little bit, Michael Sky, about the moments of real beauty that you've experienced on 10 years of travel. Uh, we're quick to tell our stories of um, debauchery and adventure, and uh, but I'm really interested in the moments that you were in awe for this experience for a moment. And uh, yeah, I wanted to to hear a little bit more about those moments. Mm. What what comes to mind when I think of moments of beauty? The first thing that comes to mind is. A morning in uh, Chiang Rai, Thailand. And, you know, I'm waking early. I I designed, at this point, it's like 2014. I've been 100% just gone traveling for four years. And uh, I'm there writing my book. It's a small city. And, you know, I live in this little hut that's like $100 a month. I... I, I wake up, like life is so simple, you know, and I'm waking up early in the morning and, you know, the sun's just coming up and I walk out, you know, just in shorts and um, it's already warm. And in Thailand, there's, there's temples everywhere, as you know, and, you know, I'm walking down the street and at a certain time in the morning, like, like right around sunrise, you see the monks, and in Thailand they wear orange. Mm-hmm. There's like like bright color orange and bare feet, and they're walking around with their bowls. And the the Thai people are coming out, and they're they're offering food to the the monks, and they're you know they're bowing, and the monks are blessing them, and um, so you know there's there's all this beauty and like sense of sacredness, and I walk out to this square it's not really a square but there's a there's this big it's like a clock tower but it's gold and it's in some wild Thai whatever and uh I I I, I'm walking down the street and I turn around and I like I look up and I see I see the sun and it's it's like orange through the gray mist you know and I'm starting to like tear up right now but like tears just started coming down my face you know just like it was just a moment where like everything was so beautiful Mm. that it was it was overcome and there were no thoughts it wasn't like I'm thinking about something sad or happy or whatever it was Mm. just like I was overcome by it you know and that's the that's the first uh, Mm. moment I think of it's even nice to hear. Yeah, I remember also the same, like they get up early when I was in Chiang Mai and go ride up the mountain with my bike very early before traffic. And uh, yeah, you see him come down. It's very ritualistic. It's very peaceful. Mm. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, uh, there was another another moment where I, this was, I guess maybe just over a year ago, 
uh, we were in Thailand. I think, I think maybe you had left. Yeah, you you left, I guess, earlier than I did. But, uh, you know, I'd met this girl on a bus and she was a um, single mother, you know, a young woman with a toddler. Just sort of, <laughs> I'm just thinking, you know, she, uh, his name is First. I think she gave him like an, um, like an English name, First, <laughs> but they, like, they don't pronounce like the, the, the T at the end, so it's like First, fur, First. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> I'm driving on a moped out to see her, like on this, it's a long journey. I'm trying to look at the map and I'm trying to figure out where, her, and, and like everything looks the same, but it's rice paddies. And I just go, like, it's just out, like everything is so peaceful and, um, and I'm getting lost and I can't find it. Um, and I, you know, yeah, it, I don't think I'm doing a good job of describing it, but, um, and I go out and I, I, uh, like, I think I'm just going to visit her, but the, the, the communication has been crossed. Her English isn't that good. Um, and she's, she packs up her, her toddler and her, you know, <laughs> right. things for the night. And she, she comes, she comes with, and I'm like, oh, Okay. You know, and, and we load onto my moped. I was still there. I remember this now. <laughs> we load. Well, I've told you this story before, but I, I'm not sure you were there. I remember the, her and the toddler being there in the, in the hotel. Okay. <laughs> um, and so she just puts him in between us, and we're on this scooter. As Thai people do. <laughs> going through traffic. And, like, I'm just having this little being right behind me and he's kind of like you know wiggling and i'm like just trying to you know drive really safe we got this beautiful girl on the back and you know she's holding on and uh yeah but just that that whole trip going out there and then coming back and just having like this this feeling of this sacred you know yeah moment I think it's part of the of the of why it's so beautiful is so hard to describe, you know? It's like trying to take a picture of a landscape, it is never as good as yeah. as when you experience mm -hmm. it. I had a I, I I don't know why, but I want to share it. I had a moment of uh when I went to Japan in 2012, December, and into 2013. Um it was my it, it was just after the first time I had fallen in love and uh, I had a heartbreak and I went to I don't know why but I went to Japan I guess to be as far as possible oh no I was in Hawaii and that's why I went to Japan but to be as far as possible from yeah from the heartbreak and be alone and uh, I wrote my first album there and I remember going on to uh, wow I got many memories now I remember going on to a a train or a, a metro and I'm sitting down and this beautiful girl walks in and uh, and I look at her and I wow I, I really liked her and I and I said this, like this I moved over sit next to me and, uh, and she came sit next to me and I and I and I remember saying wow 
I think I said, but I'm not sure I spoke it. Samui Disney, it's cold. And, uh, and she looked at me and she instantly took my hands. She took my hands and she warmed them. And, uh, and she stayed with me the next two months, I believe. And I was sitting in Tokyo in a small, like this space here, a bed and a, a desk. And I was writing music with the guitar and she would sit there against the wall <laughs> on the floor and I would play music and then I would turn to her and like play it for her. She would say, yeah, nice. Or, uh, and she didn't speak English and I didn't speak Japanese. I remember her first question to me was, uh, how long are you? This <laughs> Google Translate. She wanted to say, how long are you staying? But that to me, that that whole period was so magical because she like saved me in a time that like I most needed like she's I, I just remember waking up one morning and she's just repairing my pants this you know and I remember waking up and seeing that and it was just so overwhelming to me like like the the evidence with which she did that and mm. it was just so magical in a way you know like way more than I thought of like oh I want to meet someone or it was like way beyond that mm. it's just such a a magical moment you know yeah huh. yeah i've had so many of those uh moments traveling before we started the recording here we were talking about how you know you have those desires to let's say to go travel mm. and you know i remember having my when I, when I was first invited to Africa and it was this unmistakable, incredible desire to go, but it, it didn't fit into my life. It didn't make sense. It wasn't practical. It wasn't responsible. I could have easily said no to it because it just doesn't make any sense. And mm. It doesn't make any sense to anyone else, you know? And I, I hung on to it. I said yes to it. And then I experienced magical, beautiful moments there right. that were unpredictable. They were moments of, like we were talking about, magic. Yes. It's like, it's not a result of like something I made happen. Yes. Whereas back, I think especially in the States, we have this kind of orientation like, if you want something good to happen, yes. you make it happen. You plan, you be responsible. And then you buy it, or you do it, or you study it, or whatever. Yes. And it's it's a very left brain. You do this, then you do this, and you do this. And uh, I had, I mean, uh, it was a month of magical experiences. And and so you have these experiences that it, it, they're even more wondrous just because of that fact that it's almost like you're they're being given to you. Yes. Right. It's a gift. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. And then I'll just wrap it up. And, the, and then you go home. And now what you have is the longings mm. for that. And yes, for those experiences. Or, or what uh, they would call in uh, Brazilian Portuguese, saudades. Mm. So you have the tzau right, right, right. originally, which is like the unmistakable physical desire. Then you have the, the experience of beauty, magic, wonder, um, love, joy, you know, the things that are just like the, the um, you know, when I, when I got African welcomes, 
so many times, you know, tears come to your eyes. It's just like, it's, it's more than you can imagine. It's, right. it's, it's an experience that you never thought would have. You know, as I'm describing it, I'm thinking of how people describe seeing their newborn child for the first time or right. having their first child. It's like, wow. <laughs> I mean, I've never had a, a child, but I'm, I'm, I realize I'm using words that people use when they describe that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and to start paying attention to those three things and, like, letting them guide your life is... Yes. Yeah, I, I say seeking to be seduced, and it's that. Because I feel that, that it's your role, even though it's magic, your role is essential in it. My, my, uh, my experience of it has been that, that I, as a human being, I have to struggle and go for what I want and try to design and do my part in all of this, in this cosmic equation. And then, and only then, I'll be granted those gifts. Like, the, the, the magic is not something I, I go for and, and then find it. It really is like, I go for what I want, for what I think I need, and I, I do my human dance. You know? yes. And then life or, or God or whatever gives me what I need, not what yes. I think I want. And it's that magic. And to me, it's also like, it's the greatest good, you know, to be given that, you know, it's an act of grace. It's the, that's why I think that I I seek to be seduced and to be seduced is the greatest gift because it's something you're like, what, what for me? It's like, what? Yes. That is to me the the greatest thing, you know, but I have to go for it. Like, or think what I, yeah. And it's, um, by the way, I see. Maya's watching, if that's still her watching, from Thailand, who is very much just, she's just a sweetheart, just a beautiful woman who, you know, she serves children every day, and she was with Blake, a friend of mine, uh, there in Thailand, and uh, yeah, anyway, we're talking about that, and then Thailand, and and then she shows up, but uh this was something on my journeys that just had me keep going mm. because I was experiencing a wondrous magical life that was, it was like life, life was working in a different way. Mm. My, my life before was so much about making things happen. And, uh, and I made beautiful things happen, but like with a lot of intense work and mm. energy and focus, discipline, photo productivity, efficiency, you know, and, uh, there's rewards that way too, you know, but, uh, this other way of living was beyond words Mm -hmm. and I just had to keep going. Should we go back to talk about some of those other magical moments? Sure. I was almost going to read, but I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to grapple with it because that's I think essentially what I'm doing, like in all the work I do is is look for that, you know, mm. and and it seems in a way like what's what's magical right now, you know, loses some of its magic over time, and you got to find something different and something, but and I and I sense I have to like keep looking, and that's my job, like keep looking. What can I do? What can I create? How can I go forward? Mm. To then be faced all of a sudden with, oh, okay. Yes. Thank you. 
I remember, because we talked about honor also as, as the same kind of experience almost of beauty. And I think what combines it is like the, the sacredness of like something that's a grace that's granted for you. Yes. Like, I, maybe you could talk a little bit about like what honor does in, in, in the work. But I remember a, a same moment of honor in Japan also, in the train also. And I was sitting and an old couple comes in and, uh, and they put their bags up, you know, and we go a little, a couple of stations and, and then one station, they both leave an older couple and I see what's happening. I see they're going to lose their bags. I have my stuff there too. And, and, and I, I, I take the bags and I go outside, I give them to them like this and I get back in the train as the, as it, as it closes, you know? And I felt so heroic. And, and then what happened is I still get chills. This is an older couple, like very graceful. And, uh, and they just, I can't do it. And they just like, as the train leaves, they both like, they bow to me like this, you know, <sighs> as I'm sitting in the train, like until I'm completely gone. And that moment was just so, it was mind blowing to me. It was like, it was too much. Yeah. It was just a simple bow, you know, a simple yeah. thank you. Yeah. But to come from these people who carried themselves with such dignity and then being in Japan or whatever, it felt so overwhelming, man. I still think, oh, it was... Yeah, yeah I think, uh, you know, with, with the honor work, we were on a call last night with your guys going through another honor window uh, training, I guess. And I was describing to them the, the part where you, you have an honoring conversation with someone who you've been judging. Mm. It's like you have plenty of reasons to write this person off. All the reasons in the world from pain, past experience, feeling hurt by them. And it's an act of generosity. It's like you don't need to do it, but it's like for no reason. And then you give it. And then what you feel as you give it is incredible. Mm. The honor that you feel by this act of like generosity that wow. that you don't need to give. And then also to receive that is is but that similar. Seems, that seems actually incredible because it seems like you could be the creator of that magic. Yes. Like you have the power to do it. Yes. Yeah. Because I did, you know, when I did Honor Window with, with people before, I could instantly feel it. You go, whoa, you know, yes. it's like, it's almost direct line with magic. Yeah, I remember that reminds me of this. Uh, I was in Austin. This is maybe 12 years ago, like 2008. And I was attending this money workshop. This guy was giving like a series of workshops on money. And there must have been like 200 people in the room. And he wasn't charging any money for his money workshops. He really wanted people to have some revelations around money. Right. And um, I realized, like, you know, some people had thanked him. And, and, and usually, you know, when, when people thank you or acknowledge you or something, it's, people often do it in a way that strokes your ego or it's not very deep or it's, and there's a way it can just be brushed off. And I realized, like, I could give this guy the gift of, like, a real honoring acknowledgement in front of everyone that could really touch his heart or I could not like it's my choice he could have that experience right now and the whole room could uh, or not 
And so I stood up and I did it. Mm. And, uh, and it was this really beautiful, wow. touching moment. But it's uh, all of this stuff, this, this, the honor and the magic of it all. It's very different from the part of my personality right. that, that you're very familiar with from just like, right. ah, just crazy, confrontational, teasing, right. boisterous, whatever. It's this complete other side. But it's, it's, uh, I, I, I think they're, they, they work very, very, very well together. I, I would say that, like, I, I use juxtaposition in this situation. It is because you're brazen and loud and, you know, when, when you go there in that space, you know, that it's so powerful because it comes, it's like your yes, if some, if is great, if you could say no. Or mm. your 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 kindness has is a lot more powerful if you're a wild man, mm. and uh, yeah, I think both are essential. But what what's really striking to me is is it's almost like you you can create that magic. Yes. You can create it. It's one of the things I realized when I was out traveling for the ten years was honor is a gift. It. it it may not sound that pr profound in the moment, but in a way it's uh, like I have my honor work, all this kind of stuff that I very intentionally like created and designed and all of this. But the feeling itself is a gift. Yes. It's something that you receive. It's something that you give. And, and, and like a revelation to me was like, to come back and just let it go, right. like give it as a gift right. in the world, rather than have it be this thing that is so kind of left brain intentional. Yes. My work, my business, all of this. I see strong parallels with the way I talk about uh, seducing, you know, and is if being seduced is the greatest gift, you know, to be able to give that to someone that they feel seduced, you know, it's like mm -hmm. almost like you feel honored. Mm. They feel seduced, and by that I mean they feel one felt, seen, and heard. Like they feel, oh, this person sees me. Yes. And uh, they're allowed to dream, which means they, they they can get caught up in something bigger. Like oh, oh. like they see possibility of a different a different yes. world. Yes. I want to be part of that. That's the yes. feeling to me of like being seduced. And and so what a seducer does is to give that gift to someone, and to me is the greatest gift because I can do this. You know, and better than before, and it's great, but the greatest feeling to me, you know, is to be seduced, to be to be in a moment where it's given to you, mm. like wow, I you know I don't deserve this because whatever, yes. and it's happening. You know? Yes, this magic is happening. It's beyond my control, and it's here. And thank you. In fact, wow, it is because. It is because we're so tapped into our creative power and desire and willing and, and that that moment of receiving yes. is so powerful. Yes. It's so, wow, you know, and to me, I don't know how you experience it, but to me, it's the greatest good when I see a landscape on my bike or uh, when I fall in love or... This reminds me of uh, the Enneagram, which I, I, I think you, I remember you saying you don't know that much about, but, you know, there's these nine, you could say, types you know, and the eight, which is like what I would identify as, 
it's very much this kind of forceful, dominating kind of energy challenge, like, like, like challenging yourself, challenging other people and, and, and all this. And, uh, that for each, each of the nine types, like if you go towards a certain direction, that's what's really going to evolve you. And uh, for so for eight is to go t- for the, towards the two, and the two is the giver. Uh-huh. The two is the person who shows up in service, you know. And this is what I realized I was doing on my journey that was so incredible because it was so counter to my whole personality. It was almost like I was I was living as a different person to be a giver or to. Well, both. I mean, the the two type right. is okay, the person okay. who. Just, you can think maybe of these types, someone who's just, that's who they are, is right. their support. They're looking, and they're looking for people to give to, you know? It's maybe like a grandmother at her right, most, right. just like generous in service. Right, you know? right. And uh, so as I started really paying attention to that and moving into that, my, my whole life became just magical. Right. I want to read something. <laughs> I wrote it on, on beauty and I want to read it. I laughed there again, I noticed. I never do that again. Yes, you will. On beauty, life is not about collecting toys. Life is about the people you meet and the memories you make. Life is about the beauty you have. The landscapes that take your breath away, the song that sings to you, the woman you fell in love with, the joy you share with others the bliss on your own face. Magic may be rare, but beauty is everywhere. Believe in beauty, let it move you, and always move towards it. Mm. You know, I was was thinking about my family because they're having a family reunion next month, and many times when a lot like there's a a lot of my family together. There's so many kids, and and they're like me, the, the kids and the parent, my brothers and sisters, boisterous, rowdy, crazy, and and the just the the loudness of it. It's I love I love it for the first while, but after a little while, it's too much. You know, it's like okay, and after a while, it doesn't occur as beautiful. And uh, but there's moments I've had like with my family, and these are usually with less people. You know, like I think of over the last 10 years, there, there was a time I went to visit my sister and we went on a, a road trip with her kids to Wyoming. And, and talk about beauty, like passing just mm. through the mountains and these golden wheat fields and the endless blue sky and, you know, and, and her kids are so beautiful, like physically beautiful as well. You know, and sweet, you know, they've been homeschooled, They've, it's, it's a big family. They've got love for each other. And uh, her kids are just so beautiful inside and out. And that's, I mean, we're talking about beauty. I just remember that, uh, that trip we went on together. But I'm, but I'm thinking now, like, how could I guide my, like, if I go back for this reunion, which it seems like it's taking a lot of effort to make happen right now, how could I instead like maybe pay attention to the, the, the beauty, the magic or wait for the desire? Like, like I don't need to force it to happen right now, Mm. you know? 
I know that's just a thought that's happening. It's well, that's a, a very managerial issue. Like how much is too much, and and it's not either or. You know, I really believe in your the necessity of your or tapping into your creative role for magic even to be possible. And uh, just what do you do? You know, you book the flights or not? <laughs> well, what I learned was was really that. Uh, yeah, I, I wait for the desire. Yes. Know, wait for yes. The, the the thing to happen, and then you you flow with it. Right. And that puts you on the path, mm. you know. Because there's a lot of times when I've tried to make things happen, and it's you know it doesn't end up like that. Um, mm. Even I experienced this with my work back when I used to call it a boot camp. You know, I was the boot camp leader. I was making mirror like i was really forcing people to have breakthroughs <laughs> you know it was really like and then i learned a way to facilitate the breakthroughs to happen but it, it was really like i was more out of the way i wasn't being the hero but i was i was it was intentional i was right. being in such a way that people could step forward mm. and make and, and and have things happen and it was so much effortless so much a- a master of ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and as we talk about being allies and and uh, leading people, and, you know, judgment, there's often, you know, judgment and forcing often go hand in hand. In fact, when I was a boot camp leader, and, and I, would give, I, would, I would create a, a context for people to stand up and do something heroic, you know, and then they just wouldn't, and I just judging them. You know, <laughs> they're they're weak, they're this, they're that, and, and almost as if like by that judgment, I'm gonna make them, you know, yeah. get up. It's 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 so funny to think about now, but um, yes, yeah, as, as we're talking about the challenges of even you know being here, living together, or something like this. You know, the times when I feel really inspired to contribute, to do something that you would otherwise have me do, like around the house or whatever, is like when I just see you doing it, mm. you know, like you're, you're just creating the beauty that you want right. with no sense of like that I should be doing it. Yes. And then I, like, I want to, I want to contribute to that, you know, it's just, uh, wow. I just had an insight. Oh, we're, we're going off now in a way, but like really, that really combines to me our creative force and the surrender at the same time, which is to be a master of ceremony. You know, I'm at the service of this thing, this cosmic thing happening. And I play my role in it, what's necessary to play, you know, but not more than that. I'm not forging the path unless I can sense and feel that's needed from me. Yes. But it's like the idea of a master of ceremony really because it has contribution and it is completely at service and then magic will be granted yeah i'm just curious about this as we are you know you and i are are creating some new businesses Mm -hmm. now and i'm just wondering how we can bring this spirit of this Mm. to what we're creating right because there's also a sense like, well, we want to achieve our goals. We want to mm. uh, make some big things happen here. 
Like, what if we just really step back from that perspective? Yes. As like master of ceremony, pay attention to the the desire, the flow, mm. the beauty, all of this. Well, this is the this is the way I I justify my laziness, is that I that I really sense, like I'm a bit less than you, like you you have when you create something, your work ethic is just everything moves, you know. And uh, I have that way less. less like I see what we're creating and I really hold it as my priority, you know. And I'm not going to leave my nap for it. <laughs> yeah. Because then it's when I'm with the gods. Yeah. Well, I, I told you about my buddy Keith. This was, he was like 100% this, you know. None of like the really work ethic or left brain or anything. Right. It was almost like too much, you know, but, but things happen around him. Miracles yes. happen around him. I want to, I want to say though, that because of your work ethic, because of your, that things are changing for me, so, you know, with what I was doing, you know, it was not going to change. Yeah. And so thank you, you know, to have a next level of like, I'm, I'm, I'm Carving my path, you know. Both are really powerful. Yeah. Both are really powerful, and yeah, I'm wondering how can we combine them? Because it's one thing as I go back to business that I don't want to lose is what I've learned and discovered from these ten years of travel. Mm -hmm. That I think when I was doing the I Thrive work, I did lose it. Like I wasn't there wasn't hardly any of that sense of magic mm -hmm. and gifting and receiving, and it was. I mean, there was moments with, with John where we did the honor work together and, and some things like this. There were some moments, but for the, for the vast majority of it was just like, ah, I plowed through all this shit I don't want to do. Mm. And the plowing is like what got us across the finish line. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yes. <laughs> in the face of everything, here I go. Mm. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I'm really curious about that. Maybe we can explore that today. Yeah. 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 I feel like, you know, you brought up a great inquiry before this, we got onto this conversation today, which is talking about, you know, beauty. You're asking me about those moments of beauty in my travels. And uh, I think that's a great inquiry for some future conversations mm -hmm. to explore more of those. Yes. Beautiful. That's great. Thank you, Hans. Thank you. See you tomorrow.